0: Hi guys, before we get started, uh, I just wanted to say a massive thanks to everyone that left a positive review on Apple Podcasts just recently, stuff like that is so helpful uh, for reaching new people, so I really appreciate that, so if you've not done that already, please go ahead and do that. Also, if you want to follow me on Instagram at Mixtapes with Mike podcast, uh, the link in my bio now gives you the option of going direct to my Spotify or Apple Music profile so you can listen to the Mixtapes direct. And as with last week, Mixtapes with Mike is brought to you by Tim and Gen's weekend podcast, a 20 minute audio delve between two lifelong best friends who tell each other about what they got up to at the weekend and hilarity ensues and I'm involved as the producer so I get to phone in every week and tell them who's on mixtapes that week and I get a little bit of exposure that way so by helping them build an audience you are also helping me and without any further delay here's the episode.
1: And at the end, they had us lip sync against each other as like punishment. Which I was like, this is not a punishment for me. Okay, do you know me?
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 different tracks without using the same artist more than once. We're going to talk about each song a little bit and if you like the sound of what you hear, you can listen to the mixtape in full on Spotify or Apple Music by clicking the link in the show notes of this podcast. Uh, My guest this week, and it's the first guest I've recorded with in a while for various reasons, is Sophia Zolan. How are you doing?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: I'm all right. I'm getting that by. That was a good
1: intro. <laughs> well,
0: considering, considering I've not said that for well over a month. I know. Uh, that seemed, I seem to just kick into automatic pilot. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. take that. That's all good.
1: Yes. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Thank you very much for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is such a fun idea. I love it so much. I'm obsessed with music. So as soon as I heard about this, I was like, oh, what a fun challenge to take part in. <laughs>
0: well i when i I think it's i think it's almost like a like a default thing like if you're a comedian that you go oh i've got to come up with a podcast and a Mm -hmm. lot of guys just start doing podcasts talking about stand-up or some Mm -hmm. facet of comedy because that's their main thing um but there's so many people already doing it and doing it well Mm -hmm. so i was just trying to think of something like what what is one thing that Everyone, regardless of culture or creed or whatever, is into and and this is it. Like anyone can talk about music.
1: Totally. And it's like a fun, you know, kind of game for both the person participating to try to like narrow down, you know, the top ten and for people listening to to get to know people in a different way. Oh yeah. I love the idea.
0: I've 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 got into so many more bands, new and old, that I wouldn't have given much time to. Had it, had it not been sort of dropped in my lap by this podcast exactly. I'm a very no. lazy music fan I, <laughs> I, I could very easily just listen to the same stuff all the time I think there's a certain point when you hit a certain age and you stop craving new music all the time
1: Oh no, really? I actually feel kind of the opposite. I there's a radio station that I listen to here. It's actually not even a Los Angeles radio station where I live. It's um, in Minnesota, but I love it and I put it on all the time to discover new artists. because yeah. I'm always looking for a new.
0: Yeah, themselves. I think that we, we have something similar in the UK. We've got like a a, a station here called Six Music, mm-hmm. uh, and that's really good for bringing you like new artists and stuff. That's that's mm-hmm. like a really good so of kind of it's almost like a forecast of what's going to be next in a lot of ways totally um, but you whenever I I usually listen to that in transit so I'm I, I very rarely have the ability to like make note of an artist's name mm. so See, like, I always
1: the, screenshot it I like if I'm like on my computer I'll screenshot it or I'll like screenshot on my phone if it comes up
0: I'm always driving when mm-hmm. i'm listening to it oh, so, yeah. it's, so it's it's hard for me to do that and pro- probably not very safe
1: yeah, yeah you're like skirt worth it
0: <laughs> so um we've kind of met through aisha alpha yes you very graciously came on the, the podcast uh, a little while ago um and you have how would you describe the shout out show that you do with aisha
1: so, well, initially it started off as an Instagram live show and it was just, she and I would shout out things throughout the week that brought us joy. Um, and then it started kind of the beginning of this pandemic when it was sort of hard to look at the bright side. Um, so just some, like little things that we would shout out. It could be a band or a comedian or nature or whatever. Um, and then we had a third person that would kind of winter that would go always be commenting and she kind of became like our third Co-host, even though you couldn't see her because she was Instagram Live, you can only have two people. She, and she then the almost show...
0: she almost uh, acts like the producer or the researcher because She's, like you'll,
1: you'll say something. We call her the fact checker. Cause... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll
0: say something, and <laughs> yeah. she'll be back within. Second, seconds. this Yes.
1: Yes. She's like. First of all, she has like a brain that's just like contains a lot of information and remembers a lot of things, and then also yeah, she's like very quick to research and and whatnot. Um. And then we kind of got picked up by Dynasty Typewriter, which is a theater here in L.A. And they ha- they have a live stream channel on YouTube Live. Um. And so yeah, then now Winter could be on as like a face. <laughs> um. And then yeah, we just go through, the show. It's about an hour long. We have we shout out something that brought us joy this that week and then we also have a guest that comes on that gives us a mantra and we raise money for a charity every it's now going to be a monthly show amazing first of the thursday of the month yeah
0: i there was i i was tuning in with some regularity because you got what time is it what time of day in la is it when you usually broadcast it on instagram
1: so we haven't been doing the Instagram live show anymore since we got picked up by Dynasty, but we are going to start doing that again. Initially, it was every Wednesday at 10 a.m. L.A. time. But yeah. now it's um, every Thursday or now it's going to be every first Thursday of the month at seven. Or I'm sorry, at five o'clock p.m. Um
0: yeah, so, so oh, when you guys were 10. doing it at 10 in the morning, yeah. it was around 5 in the afternoon. So that's where, like, we sit our little boy down for his dinner and I mm-hmm. would kind of slope off to a corner of the room with a headphone, like, listening to what you guys were yes, saying.
1: That's um, awesome. Yes, that's awesome. It was good. It's, it's, good. A, it's so fun. I really like Instagram Live because it's just very interactive. You know, like, I met you that way. Like, I we met, I don't know, it's just so, um, it's a really cool outlet right
0: now I've not really used Instagram live there's that whole sort of imposter syndrome thing where like it's kind of like who's gonna watch me have a conversation with someone
1: yes like it's one thing having
0: a podcast with a format and a theme right but like and I suppose like you know I suppose I could do do this on Instagram live at the same time because it's just two people totally
1: yeah Um,
0: but but it's it's another thing that I've got to figure out so
1: yeah I understand. I, I also started this other show because I did it for my birthday because it was just like a method of like uh, how to be around people without being around people, which is a variety show. I just had a bunch of my friends perform while I had other friends and whatnot in the audience. Um, and that kind of became a monthly variety show that I'm starting now. But I just love the interactive. It just feels like you are connected to people because <laughs> everybody chimes in, and it is kind of laid back. And yeah, I did good.
0: Yeah, we we had we had quite a few sort of uh, almost like Zoom dinner parties where we would we mm-hmm. were sat at our table at home looking at a laptop, but we were having the same kind of conversations. And we even played like games and stuff, and Cards wow. Against Humanity and. Yes. and it was it, it it generated laughter, which is exactly what you need when you you're isolated for like that.
1: Sure. Have you played Jackbox games? Those no. Are so fun. Oh my gosh, they're so fun. What? I don't, about- they're just like they're. I don't know how to describe them. They're, you get like handfuls of them, or like different handfuls. That's not even the right way to describe them. But like one, for example, is like you have to come up with like a punchline to a joke like a setup to the joke and it's like you compete with your friends it's very good for comedians (laughs) yes it's a fun time
0: I could definitely get into that
1: yeah you should look them up
0: so I mean how how are things in LA now
1: um kind of the same I mean it's opened up a little bit more since March because I don't know if you know but we did open up and then our cases kind of skyrocketed so we had to close everything back down again but it's not completely closed we do have restaurants that like if they have a patio um, they opened up but it still feels very similar to March yeah
0: Oh, god. yeah it's like um, it's it's so crazy with everything that's going on over there with the election and uh, the protests yes. and it's yeah I just
1: it's a lot and then l a is also like on fire we have all these fires happening right now which is typical around this time of year we have a lot of fires but mm-hmm. they just seem to be growing all the time and it's like oh my god is this the end
0: <laughs> there you go, because because what you know because what you needed is one more thing
1: i know yeah. I mean honestly i there's also like you know in l a there's always like the pressure that the big one's going to come any moment as far as the earthquake yeah and there was like a few smaller earthquakes in the salton sea so they were saying like this is it the big one's coming and i'm like i mean why not you know what add it to the mix
0: (laughs) oh my god so i was looking at your uh your playlist Mm -hmm. and it (laughs) is a mixed bag
1: it sure is yeah it's Um, the mind of a maniac
0: (laughs) i don't know i think it's i think one of the thing is everyone approaches this differently so some people some people actually make it as if they were making it for a person some people have a theme some people they literally make it like autobiographical and there's like these are songs from my life that mean the world to me which is perfect Mm -hmm. because it means everyone's got something to say about it um so who's your first track by
1: So my first track is by Whitney Houston. Um so Whitney's like my bitch uh I love Whitney so much this song in particular I picked because it has so first of all I think it's funny I know everybody on this podcast has said like picking 10 is very difficult and it is because it's also like what does your favorite mean and I picked songs that I think elicited like an emotional response from me every time I hear it or like brings back a big memory for me this song is one that first of all one of my best friends Orlando if it's ever playing out we like video ourselves lip syncing to it and then send it to one another like that's become like a part of our friendship um and then one other just quick story that was one of my favorite stories that's so dumb um I'm somebody who like if I get drunk and I'm playing bingo I always think I have bingo you know what I mean um so I went to this drag bingo once and um the host was drag queen and she was like you know um if you get bingo it's like up down across diagonal zigzag whatever that means bingo and i was like zigzag (laughs) is that a new is that a new rule so i drunkenly called bingo because i thought i had zigzag (laughs) and when i got up there she was like girl this is just a bunch of random dots um so then they like read me the whole time and every time they were trying to explain the rules for, for, for bingo throughout the night, they were like, don't be like zigzag over there. Um, and it became a whole thing. And then, uh, at the end there was like somebody who won, but there was another guy also that called out bingo incorrectly. And at the end they had us lip sync against each other as like punishment, which I was like, this is not a punishment for me. Okay. (laughs) Do you know me? Um, and when they started playing the song, it was this song. And I was just like, Bye bye because I know all the words to the song
0: so you nailed
1: it I nailed it and I won um no big deal but like a gift certificate that I lost shortly afterwards (laughs) Uh,
0: all right so this track is
1: it's I want to dance with somebody
0: Okay, so moving on from Whitney Houston, who's our next track by?
1: Okay, so our next track is by Arcade Fire. Um, and they're one of my favorite bands. I love them so much. Well, I mean, okay, never mind. I was going to say, I don't love their most recent albums, but I but this album, um, this song is amazing. And one of the memories that always comes to mind whenever I hear this is I went to Coachella one year. Um, and this was back when Coachella was still cool, and nobody knew about it. No big deal. Um, but they uh, they had just released their album Neon Bible, and I remember like running like I had I listened, had heard both their albums at the time, or because I think they had only had two at the time. Um, and we ran into some people, and they were like, "Oh my god, you have to see Arcade Fire live! They're like amazing live." Which have you ever seen them live? P.S. I've
0: never seen them live, and I've I've been aware of them, and I've heard singles. Um, but I never really went in at any depth and it's it's not the first time they've been brought up on this podcast as well, I recorded an episode earlier this summer uh, with a comedian friend of mine, John Wagstaff and they're a big band for him him too and he actually said that Neon Bible was the the album that I should buy because quite often when there's a band that I have an awareness of but I think I want to spend some time with um, I'll say to the guest like, what album if I was going to buy one what album should I buy? And yeah. he was tempted to say the first album, which was Zero. Funeral, mm-hmm. um, but it's a, "But for, for me, it's Neon Bible." I've not bought it yet because I have a I have a, a list of records to, to work through. Yeah, um, but it's yeah they, they come up fairly regularly, um, and I can a- I can understand why.
1: They're, am- I mean, like, yeah, definitely "Funeral" and "Neon Bible" are my favorites. And actually, this uh, this song that I picked is off "Funeral," but um, they are just. I mean, I remember when I first listened to both these albums, I like loved them. But then <clears throat> it wasn't until I watched them live that I was like, "Holy shit!" Because there's like twelve of them on stage, <laughs> um, yeah. and they just go all out. And I remember especially with this song when I when I saw it at Coachella. The drummer was like, like, he had his own personal drum, like, kind of like a, what would you call it? like a um, band, what was it? marching band, like how they have them kind of propped on their shoulders, Yeah, and he was just, like, insanely, like, going on his back, like, drumming, like, it was such an amazing experience to watch. If anybody ever, fi- like, you go on YouTube and find, like, Coachella, I think it was, like, 2006 or something and look for Arcade Fire, see this video, you'll see what I'm talking about, where it's just like this amazing, like passionate energy that is like, I don't know. I, I, the guy that, what I mentioned earlier that we ran into somebody was like, oh, we have to see them live. He was like, it's a re- like a religious experience and it kind of is. <laughs> it's just, it's really, um, they're amazing.
0: It's, it's happened to me a few times where there are bands that I might not have thought about going to see specifically for like a, a one-off gig, but I've, I've seen it at a festival. And they could be artists that I I would never have considered in a million years to go and see off my own back, but happening upon that experience, it kind of flicks a switch and you go, "Oh, I get it."
1: Yes. And. And it gives you like a whole different appreciation for them because then I don't know your your like love for them multiplies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this track is.
1: It's uh, neighborhood number two, parenthetical Leica.
0: Okay, so that's Arcade Fire, who mm-hmm. we listening to now.
1: So the next one is by Shakira. Um, and this is somebody... So, for, like, I'm not the biggest Shakira fan, typically, but this is a song that I heard before she came to the United States when her sound was a little bit... If people only know her from her pop music that she's had since she's been in the United States. Um, this was when she was still... I mean, at the time I heard her, I was in Peru... And I was visiting a friend of mine and the song came on and I was like, who is this? Cause she's kind of like, she's had a very like rock and roll Alanis Morissette sound. And I immediately became obsessed with her. Both my friend and I bought her album while we were in Peru and just did that thing that you do when you, cause I think I was like 14 at the time where you look at the, like all the lyrics of yep. the CD case and I speak some Spanish so I was like determined to learn all the lyrics to this song. And there's uh like a rap part of this too that is like very hard and I still learned it. And I was just like a very pat on the back. But this I think this song will always remind me of like I don't know, that this kind of um wanderlust that happens when you travel and like mm-hmm. kind of discovery. Um and it's just it's kind of also just like a banger. Like she's she's very much this album is like pretty bomb and she's definitely harnessing some like you know old school Alanis morissette vibes
0: it's weird isn't it when you when a particular song or a certain album kind of freezes moments in time especially mm-hmm. if, if if um like i've i've spent like um a month in in france when i was like mid-teens so I only had like a handful of albums with me and they were one of the few things from home that I could sort of immerse myself in mm-hmm. if I ever felt homesick or whatever. So, But they also became this little timestamp. So yes. whenever I listen to those albums, like I just get all these visuals of things yes. that happened and places we went and things that we did. Um, and it's it, it's crazy how they just trigger these things.
1: Yes, it's I mean that's what kind of the, the amazing thing about music is it. And I think a lot of the songs on this list do that for me where it's like if I hear it I will immediately kind of be transported to this other time in my life. And this one uh, in particular.
0: So how did you feel about Shakira when she became more of a, a pop act when she came to the states?
1: Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I mean, I still think her songs are, like, fun to listen to, but, um, again, I had come from this place of hearing her as sort of, like, a rock and roll girl. Like, even you can see, if you watch this music video to the song, she's wearing, she's, like, has, first of all, she has brown hair, um, and she has kind of these, like, colorful braids in, and she kind of has just so... I guess I felt, to me, that she was adapting herself to... She was changing herself to adapt to the popular people at the time, which at the same time was, like, Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears, and I just felt like she was sort of selling herself short.
0: Okay, so this track is?
1: Sordo SORDOMUDA
0: Moving on, Shakira. Who's up next?
1: Okay, this next one is Queen. Um, and I put this one in because this is my karaoke go-to. I've been doing this song for like, I don't know, 12, 15 years. How old am I? Who cares? Um, <laughs> but it's definitely the one, like, I will always... I use My two friends from college and I used to always perform this together. But even me by myself, if I'm at a karaoke bar, I will request the song and bring the house down because I don't necessarily like the song is very difficult so I'm not like necessarily trying to be good at it even though I kind of am um <laughs> but it's more just like entertaining and it's one of those songs that like everybody sings along with you and it just brings the whole crowd together and it's so passionate and like I just love it's just one of my favorite
0: it's not necessarily songs. about nailing the notes it's more about no. performing it and matching exactly
1: Exactly. Like so, I'm, I yeah. So
0: where did you first hear this track? Cuz I've got an idea of where it might have been, but
1: yeah, I mean I think I I can't remember if this was definitely the first time, but I'm sure like with a lot of people it was Wayne's World. <laughs> um, that this, the car scene where they're like jamming out to it. I can't remember if I had heard it before that, but that was definitely I think the so- the the time that it was like brought like had a resurgence of bringing back to pop culture. Um. yeah, and then I, I can't even remember why it became like a karaoke track, like why whose idea it was to try it one time, because it's like such an opus <laughs> that you're like, who would try this? Who, I also... Uh,
0: who, who, wants, who wants that much stage time at karaoke? Exactly. Because most people well, get three and a half, four minutes maybe, yeah. but Bohemian Rhapsody is what? Ten?
1: Like No, it's like eight or something. It's definitely seven. But it's also like I was a i mean i went in college i was a theater major so it's like give me all the stage time (laughs) i was like 12 minute song i'm in (laughs) um so we were definitely it was up our alley but you know i've made wrong choices before in that regard like i remember one time my friends and i requested um let the sunshine in from hair and that song is like a million years long and like most of it is just let the (laughs) sunshine over and over again um, but yeah, this one was uh, a better resulting one.
0: Okay, so as, as, as if uh, the listener did not already know, uh, this is.
1: Bohemian Rhapsody!
0: So, our next track is (laughs) another left turn, uh, I would say. Yes. Uh, Who's this by?
1: This is by Juvenile, and I was like, I have to include because i mean i also like love r&b hip-hop and rap so i was like i had to include one and this song in particular um brings such fun memories for me because i remember it kind of did the same thing that ciego soldo muda did which is like i heard it and i was like i must know all the lyrics to this song <laughs> so i did a thing where i like you know looked all the lyrics up online and i printed them out and i studied them <laughs> Um, which is kind of like why um, but I just wanted it to like come on at a party or something and just be like I know all the words to this because it's very fast paced and um, it's just like fun Like it's it's got a, such a fun beat and even though the content is a little bit like questionable where you're like oh is this empowering women <laughs> I still dance to it
0: um. yeah, I think there's a lot of tracks like that if you actually analyze it at granular level you realize that some parts of it or some of the intent is maybe not okay but I think I don't know some I think some songs maybe get a pass because they're just fun and sometimes we overthink things
1: totally I mean it is like a complicated one of the songs you know when I was putting this list together that I was almost going to include was Bitch Please 2 um, by Eminem, Snoop, exhibit, and I feel like a meat dog. Is that right? Um, just because it's like such a fun, like, opus of like so many different types of people, and the song is also a banger, but um, but it also has like some homophobic parts to it because Eminem's on the track. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it is weird. It's like sometimes, it's like with comedy. Sometimes you watch an old comedy special and you're like, ooh, this did not age well, but I'm still laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but th- yeah, but like, it doesn't mean. It, I mean there's there's a lot of that at the moment like I've um, where some people maybe are trying to police comedy or censor it and so you know certain places are more sensitive than others but I, I, I think at the, the root of it is the, is the intent so is the person saying it to be mean mm. or are they saying it because it's funny Mm-hmm. Like,
1: and I think with this song, that's why I, another reason why I, I love it because it does feel very funny too.
0: Oh, it's ridiculous! It's a ridiculous! Yeah, it's so
1: ridiculous! I know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's not dissimilar to Aisha picking a DMX track. Uh, yes, for, for I th- heard. Yeah, same reason. Which one did she pick again? Oh, uh, I, 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 I think is it uh, "Lose My Mind."
1: Oh yeah, that okay. might not be what Good.
0: the actual uh, track is called, but. You're
1: gonna have me, mama, yeah. up in here. Yeah, my favorite is X-Gun, give it to you. That's my favorite DMX song. Yeah,
0: um, love that one. <laughs> I, I that well, I used to be a musician before I was a comic, and I like mm-hmm. I would work with like a loop pedal. Uh, so, like, if there's ever a track that that is built on a loop, then I can recreate it perhaps with instruments or beatboxing or whatever. And I'm pretty sure that uh, X gone, give it to you would work. Mm -hmm. And I've got like ideas in my head for like visual jokes, like like. So if I could potentially make a video out of it, I suppose I'm gonna have to now that I've said it on the podcast. Yeah, that's
1: them's the rules. (laughs) Exactly.
0: So this juvenile track is
1: back that ass up.
0: Regrettably from Juvenile. I know. <laughs> Who is next on your mixtape?
1: So next I have Robin. And I chose this song because this is one of those songs that if it's playing anywhere, people can't help but dance to it. Um, and I think especially like in recent years, I don't know if it's the same over there, but I don't know. I think people have are so like uptight now, like... In these last few years i don't know people just don't like let loose and like dance and are crazy for the sake of being crazy like everybody just like kind of holds to themselves and i like that this song just like really strips people of that like they just are like oh my god i love it um it also ties to me you know there were there was like this viral video that went out of um after these like in new york after people attended our concert and they were like waiting on the subway station and everybody it was like hundreds of people just like dancing and singing her song together and it just felt like a very magical moment and also since the pandemic again in new york they there was a video that also went around of people on the rooftops singing the song together and also it just feels like a um, moment like a song that really helps people release celebrate and like i don't know communicate with one another or like um I know if, if I know if it's ever on and I hear it, I am jumping up and down and screaming at it.
0: Yeah, like uh, there's a couple of Robin tracks that I know and like, uh, but I don't really I don't really know that much about her. But like looking into it, I think she's got a way bigger following than I gave her credit for.
1: Mhm. Oh she does. And especially with this song. Like I saw some uh, I want to say NPR or something, did like, they broke down this song and were like, why is it so pleasing? <laughs> like they bro- broke it down even in terms of like the beats per minute of the song and like how that really elicits some kind of like a tribal need for of us to like dance and celebrate. Um, that's how like popular and like, I don't know, good this song is.
0: <laughs> okay, so this is?
1: This is Dancing on My Own.
0: following Robin who's next on your mixtape.
1: So this next one is Radiohead. And I wanted like another thing that I because I also I love making mixtapes and I do think about like the progression and the journey we went on. Um so I do like at the beginning of this you know I found it was kind of more like a beat celebration yay And then Robin and yay. Um, And I kind of wanted to do like a skirt where, I don't know, when we all kind of come down a little bit. Um, And this song in particular, I love it. I mean, OK Computer is probably a perfect album or very close to it. And this is on that album. Um, This also reminds me of a time where I, because I'd moved to LA initially and I hated it like I spent my first year here I lived on the side of town that was very like bougie and everybody's like my mm, Prada my Prada bag and I just didn't vibe with it at all so I moved back home and then I was planning to actually move to Austin Texas because I wanted to actually try music um and I had this so I had this plan of like oh I'd stay six months at home and then I'd move and it ended up being like a year and a half that I stayed home because of all this shit that happened like I went through some health problems. My sister um, sustained a brain injury. It was just like a very traumatic year. And mm-hmm. it felt like I was kind of meandering. Like I didn't intend to move home to move home. It was like my pit stop to continue somewhere else and continue my dream. And I don't know, this song was just one that like I really related to. And I felt it was very cathartic um, of feeling like sort of not not so much hopeless, but just like what am I doing right now, like very meandering and I also just feel like right now we really feel that way um, of just yeah biding by life and and not I don't know having some expectations for ourselves that we haven't met in some way
0: and, and, and feeling almost like you're treading water because you're waiting for circumstances to change and then exactly. the next thing
1: right, exactly, because you're like this is not where I'm supposed to be, you know and so it's just one of those songs that you're like someone gets me
0: um, <laughs> but you know so, but quite often like when even when you feel like that you feel like this is not the place I'm supposed to be it probably is exactly the place that you are oh
1: for sure I mean this was many years ago and I looking back I'm like thank god I was there for that long because I th- felt like not only did it like a, it kind of refocused me. I ended up not even moving to Austin. I moved to New York instead because I was afraid of New York. New York represented like real talented people, not the imposters like me. And it really made me like go for it. And I was there for, you know, my family and during a traumatic time that I'm like, thank goodness I was here for this. And I wasn't in LA still or I had moved to Austin or wherever.
0: Okay, so this track is?
1: This is Let Down. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so that's Radiohead dealt with. Who's up next?
1: So next is Sharon Van Etten. Um, I love Sharon Van Etten. I feel like all her albums are amazing. I recommend people just listen to all of them. Um, And this song in particular... A reminds me, I had seen her live for the first time. Um, There's a place here in California or in Joshua Tree in particular called Pappy and Harriet's. It's kind of like this very well-known establishment Mm -hmm. of like great, uh, sorry, um, seeing live music and it's like outdoors and it's just amazing. And she, I saw her perform. She was amazing. But in particular, she, this was her last song that she performed. And it's just one that like really like energized everybody um, and in regards to, like, the flow of this mixtape, it's one that, like, I know in, her, in the song, I think she's talking about, like, an abusive relationship or an old relationship, but it's also talking about um, just, like, the thoughts in your head that can be against you sometimes, like, your inner, inner saboteur or your inner critic, and, but the song itself is also very, like, fast-paced and strong, so it makes you feel like you're going to over- overcome that stuff. Um, Yeah.
0: It's nice when you find a track that kind of bolsters you and kind of almost, like, props you up a little bit and kind of pushes you in the right direction.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, like I said, we're going for, like, the flow. It's like, you know, Let Down was one you are just like, oh, God, I'm down in the dumps. And this one you're sort of, I don't know, picking yourself back up again.
0: Okay, so this track is?
1: This is Serpents.
0: Okay, so if, if Serpents was the track that you're starting to build yourself back up with, uh, what, what this next track is by...
1: Mariah Carey.
0: So what's what's this track in terms of our, our journey on this Yes.
1: Movie? Oh, my gosh. You guys have really been on a journey. Um, I mean, I think this one is also just, like, a powerful, like... Before, you know, Serpents was kind of building you back up, it's like you in the mirror doing your (laughs) you know how people do um and this one is one where you really kind of come into your own i would say this song for me reminds me of like just a period of my life where i felt um unliked by people or, or like felt like misunderstood i think as a as a kid a lot of times i come from like a greek immigrant family so that was very common for me to feel like an other or feel like an outcast and I felt Mm -hmm. like this was and like you know getting bullied being put down so this was definitely a song that I really like put on to just in my imaginary self my imaginary stronger self would be this person this version of Mariah Carey
0: (laughs) okay so so this track was almost like a like a pick-me-up kind of
1: yeah, it was just an. It's just like an empowering track, and it's like um, I I was took this voice class in college once, and we had like our final exam was supposed to be this thing called like a voice newspaper, which was basically they want to hear your voice in different regards. Sometimes it's like reading a poem or whatever, or like singing a song. And I put this one as my song because it felt like something, I don't know, as like cheesy as it sounds, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, you know?
0: <laughs> you, you felt emboldened by it.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Well, in that case, it's perfect. So this track is?
1: This is uh, Can't Take That Away. You I, I
0: have There's I For, Now that we've... Uh we've talked about mariah carey we find ourselves (laughs) at your your final track um yes but uh, before we introduce that and talk about it why don't you tell the listener where they can find out about you and what you do
1: sure um so i think the best way to go to find me is on my instagram i'm at sophia zolan Um, really any met I'm I'm the only Sophia Zolan in the world so because I killed the rest of them so if you want to find me just look me up that way (laughs) Um, but my Instagram is like the main I'm not great at social media and the only one that I try to be consistent with is Instagram and that's where you can also see my um, my variety show on Instagram live on the 20th of every month at seven o'clock Pacific and you can find out about the shout out show
0: Okay, so probably we'll be sure to get the links in the, the, the show notes of the episode. But um, tell me who your, your last track is by.
1: Okay, so my last track is a collaboration with a band called Shovels and Rope and Lucius. Um, and this song is a cover song. And they cover. So, first off, I should say, I initially thought this song was by Elvis Costello. And. I hate Elvis Costello, okay? I'm going to hear, be here and say it. Um, I didn't why? realize that. Why?
0: Um, you need to say why.
1: Well, because his voice is he's, annoying. He's,
0: he's a bit of a national treasure <laughs> over here where I live.
1: I know. I'm sorry. I know. I know he's somebody I should like. I just could never really get into his nasally voice. It was always kind of grating for me. And I didn't realize also that his was a cover of wait, who was there? Nick Lowe. And I actually like Nick Lowe's version better than Elvis got but that's all to say um yeah the song I feel like I would hear it by him and I just like couldn't get into it and then I heard this cover of it and I was like they fixed the song because it's so beautiful first of all they like kind of switch it into like minor notes Mm -hmm. and it kind of takes on this very like slower kind of um Harmonizing, almost orchestral sound to it, and it's just one of the most beautiful covers that I've ever heard. Probably one of the best that I've
0: ever heard. It's, it, I, I think, I, you could probably make a playlist of tracks that where the cover is better than the original. I, I, I was, think Lou Reed said that Duran Duran's cover of Perfect Day was what he was aiming for. He he actually said that their cover was better yeah. than the way he originally did it in terms well, of... Well, that's
1: like Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, and um, uh, why am I blanking? very Pardon. pardon. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that also when I was thinking this, because I also... Um, Nirvana covering David Bowie, but I was like, I don't think they fixed it. I think he just made it different. Like, I think both of them are great.
0: Well, yeah, but I think they just did it. Very well, like we, we, my wife and I listened to that in the car like literally yesterday. Sometimes, though, she's got one of those car play type things where you can just press a button on her steering wheel and say, Play this song, and it comes up cool. We would take turns picking songs. And Uh my wife is like, she loves like heavy metal, like proper rock, and you wouldn't think it to look at her because she's this petite, blonde, pretty, you know, she doesn't look like a metal. Um, but she definitely is whereas I've got a, a, a bit of a broader sort of taste so I'll, I'll go for something rock and then I'll go for something maybe a little bit more indie and then I'll go for something a bit more melancholic and acoustic I'll, I'm all over the place mm-hmm. she would always snap it back but the the, the one common ground we've got is Nirvana um, mm-hmm. and we, uh, one of the things that I put put into the mix was the man who sold the world and mm-hmm. it, it never gets old
1: yeah no it doesn't I love that song, and and both. I mean, both versions are great. So, yeah, so, this this song for sure, I think, is a better version of.
0: So, um, so where were you in 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 the world in in life when you first heard this?
1: Um. I think this was a few years ago. I again, there's a radio station in Minnesota called The Current that I listen to because honestly, it's like I said, I think it's better than the independent radio stations here in LA. And I think it was playing one time, and I was like, "What is that?" They fixed it. They fixed the song. The song's beautiful. Um, it's just very, um, again, a song that kind of fills you with hope and like pulls at your heartstrings.
0: That sounds like a perfect way to end.
1: Exactly. Okay,
0: well, (laughs) thank you very much for coming. I really enjoyed talking to
1: you. I'm going to enjoy talking to you too. Thank you so much. Should we say what the song is?
0: Yes, you should definitely probably introduce (laughs) (laughs) it. The
1: song is uh, What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding.
0: Thank you, Sophia.
1: Thank you for having me. This was so fun.
0: so that concludes this week's episode we've deliberately kept the music played below the conversation because we believe that all musicians should be paid something for what they do so if you'd like to listen to the mixtape in full you can find it on apple music or spotify by clicking the links in the show notes of this episode or you can find and follow the facebook page mixtapes with mike and i'll share those links on the post that announces this episode if you've enjoyed the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would share it on your social media with anyone you think would enjoy it. It would mean even more if you would leave us a positive review on iTunes as that will help us reach a larger audience. But in the meantime, I'll see you next week for another episode of Mixed takes with Mike.